Hey y'all, I have got to share a story with you that happened to me this morning. I was out for my morning walk with my little boy um, of the furry four-legged persuasion. And uh, his name is Dash and he is a, uh, a rescue that we got um, towards the end of last year. And he has just been an absolute joy and delight to my husband and I. Um, but he is also abnormally strong for his size. We realized early on that training was definitely going to be very key and making sure that we could enjoy walks together because I am pretty positive he could very easily yank my shoulder out of joint. So on our, on our walks, we've, we've worked with a lot of training so that we all get to enjoy the walk. And of course, um, we want to make sure that he listens to us to keep him safe and so that we enjoy this. Well, it's been going great. Uh, but then today, for some reason, you know how, how dogs can do. Those of y'all that got dogs, you know that they can be, he's entering his teenage years. And today was like day one all over again. And um, he was just pulling this way and that way. And it was just like nothing I was doing was working. My arm was getting wore out. And in fact, I was like, we're going to have to go back early and uh, we start heading back towards the house and, and he yanks, he yanks me again another way and I just lose it. And I'm just like, Dash, just walk. Instantly, I start laughing because I, I just hear Jesus, who I always invite on the walk with us, saying, you know, sometimes, Charlie, I'm saying the same thing to you. Charlie, just walk. Never mind that garbage along the side of the road. Never mind the trash that gets thrown at you. Never mind that stinky pile of mess over there. Never mind which way the road is going to go. Just walk. You're with me. I've got this. Just walk. And, uh, you know, the, the wonderful thing about our Lord is the instant we can see how patient he is with us, it just makes us that much more patient with everyone around us. You know, I, I in that moment, I, I just kind of saw how, how many times that he has been lovingly patient with me and watched me as I've jerked this way and jerked that way and spun this way and spun that way and made a big deal over this pile of trash and that pile of trash where he's just patiently waited and tried to coax me along. And then he brought to my remembrance, John 10. I love John 10. Uh, and in John 10, Jesus is speaking and he says, um, he says, starting in verse three, to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. We, we are the sheep. Jesus is the shepherd. And it says the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You know, that's just what he did this morning. It was like, Charlie just walk. You know, I, I heard him call me and you know, our, our Lord is so personal. It's never, Hey, Hey, you, Hey, Hey, get over here. It's, you know, he's so personal. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, we see him, Martha, Martha, you know, Lazarus come forth. He's, he's just so personal and he calls us by name and leads us out. And it says, and when he brings out his own sheep. Isn't that beautiful? He considers us his own sheep. 
He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. My friends, life with Jesus is it's so he makes it so easy. He says, just follow him. Like he told me today, just walk. It's the same thing. Just walk. Just follow me. And notice that it says in here that the sheep know his voice. They know his voice. When he spoke to me this morning, I knew it was him. I recognize his voice. I think sometimes, I know that I used to think that knowing the voice of the Lord was this really difficult thing and and you had to go through all these practices to figure out how to hear his voice. And that's not what he says. And that's not biblical. And I share that because I know since you're listening to this, you have a heart to hear God's voice. You want to hear his voice in your life. And he wants you to know that he makes that easy. You do, you do hear his voice and you follow him. We just follow. You know what a joy it is to just follow? If you've ever been in a supervisory position at work, you know how much easier it is to get to be the one that just follows, to get to be the one that doesn't have to make the decisions, that doesn't have to try to figure out what's best for your employee and best for the company and, and best will get the best results. It's nice. Right. Sometimes you might think back to those days where you got to just show up at work and get told what to do. Right. Uh, Yeah. I I remember when when I was in the Air Force, my favorite years were were actually my years as an airman when I got to show up and just turn wrenches. Someone else told me what to do and I got to just show up, get my toolbox and go to work. Like I loved that. I loved that. And um, listen to this. Jesus says you will know his voice. I want to ask you something. How do we learn the voices of the people around us? Is it because of our talking to them? Or is it because they're talking to us? We learn a voice because that person is talking to us. I bet there is people in your life right now that if they called you and you didn't have caller ID, you could answer the phone and right away from their voice, you would know who they are. Why? Because you've heard them speaking to you so much. Not because of anything you've done, but just because you've heard them speaking to you and you've listened. And that's what Jesus is telling us. You're going to know my voice. And then he even goes on to say, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Hallelujah. We just listen to his voice. I want to share something with you. You know, in all those years that uh, I had amnesia and I would walk, uh, wake up every single day with no memory, no memory of my past life, no memory of the life I was in that day, no memory of the house I lived in, no memory of who the man was next to me. This man who I could see and hear and touch, and by the way, he was my husband, I had no clue who he was day after day after day. And he would tell me who he was. And I don't remember these things, but he says sometimes when he would tell me that he was my husband, I would just laugh at him and say, yeah, right, I would remember if I got married. And unfortunately, other times I would actually attack him because I would wake up in bed and see this strange man laying next to me. I mean, this is the the level 
of, of you would say, disability, of, of lack of memory that my mind had. And yet, I still knew the voice of the Lord. And how is that? Because he never stopped talking to me. Because the connection we have with him is greater than anything of this world. And I know that I still heard his voice because I have journals from that time and I can look in my Bible and see dated notes that I wrote of things he told me. And I even, I look at those notes today, I come across them sometimes, and it's like someone else wrote them because I have absolutely no memory of writing them, but it's my handwriting. So the Lord was speaking to me. The Lord made sure, even in that time, that I knew his voice. He will always make sure you know his voice. Always. He paid the price for that. Because like I said, it comes down to the fact that this is a supernatural connection. This has nothing to do with the physical. Otherwise, I would not know him. He tells us in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, this is what happens when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I want you to say new heart and say new spirit. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you will keep my judgments. Did you hear that? The Lord gave you a completely new heart and a new spirit. And that new heart and that new spirit knows him and knows his voice and can never be separated from him again. Not only that, but he says he puts his spirit within you and he causes you to walk in his statues. He causes it to happen. This is exactly what we just read in John chapter 10, that he calls us out and we follow him. It's the same thing because of that new heart in us, because of that new spirit, we can hear him, we recognize him and we follow him and he is going to lead us into the paths of life. A few verses down in chapter 10 is when Jesus tells us that it is the thief that does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Make no mistake, my friend, if you have been stolen from, if you have lost relationships, if you have lost your health, if you have experienced death, if you have experienced destruction, that is the enemy. That is the devil. And he has hoodwinked us into times and in saying that these things come from the Lord. Oh, the Lord is teaching me a lesson or oh, the Lord wants me to grow. He's hoodwinked us. He brings these things against us and then makes us think the very one that loves us and cherishes us and died and suffered to make sure these things don't come against us brought them into our life. When Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. It's not even enough for him that you have life. He wants you to have it abundantly. 
And we go on and down again in the same chapter, John 10, 27. And again, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you that you are not greater than God? I am not greater than God. When he says that no one can snatch you out of his hand, that includes you. We, we are included in that. No one can snatch us out of his hand. Remember, God is the one who began this incredible work. In Philippians 1.6, it says, being confident, being what? Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. He wants you to be confident that he who began this good work in you is going to perfect it when? Until the day of Jesus Christ. Until the day that we are raptured up to join our Savior. And that is when your bodies will be perfected. But right now, your spirit already has been. Like he said, he has given you a new heart. He has given you a new spirit. I want to take you to another scripture to help us understand the assurance that we have, the confidence that we can have. You know, God never speaks in maybes or perhaps or possiblys. He always speaks in, in affirmatives like this, being confident. He wants you confident that he began this work in you. And since he began it, he's going to perfect it. You can trust in that. You can trust in him. And then you can have a real relationship with him. Oh, the joy and the peace that comes from living and knowing that your father, God, is never going to leave your side. You know, it's just like this morning when I lost my cool with my with my dog, who who I adore. He makes me laugh and and I just enjoy him. And, and Jesus reminded me, you know, of his patience with me. And and, it, and there is a time in my life where that would have spun spun downward. Like instead of seeing how Jesus was infirming me, I would have started feeling guilty. Like, oh great, now we're we're out of fellowship because I lost my patience with my dog. And then that would have made me more irritable with my dog because it, you know, it's kind of it's his fault that now I'm not in fellowship with the Lord as a downward spiral. But instead, I actually said out Lord loud, thank you, Jesus that your love for me didn't just change. You know, when you can learn to speak that over yourself in those moments, you'll watch the frustration, the anger, the impatience just dissipate. It just melts away. And you'll find yourself having a greater appreciation for what the Lord did at the cross. Because the reason that we're not out of fellowship is because of his sacrifice. The reason we're in a relationship to start with is because of his sacrifice. 
not my good works. I want to read this beautiful scripture to you from Jeremiah chapter 31, where it says, the Lord has appeared of old to me. Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. That's the Lord speaking. The Lord says, yes, I have loved you. Say, loved me with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. My friends, each of us comes to the Lord because out of his love, he has drawn us to him. And can I tell you that there is nothing you can do to make the Lord love you more? And there is nothing you can do to make him love you less. Because the Lord loves you based on who he is, not based on who you are. That is your very confidence. That is your very assurance to know that no matter what happens, God loves you because God is love. Hallelujah. God is love. And he has drawn you. You know, the truth of the matter is, remember, God loved us all when we were sinners. When you were a sinner, rebellious to him, steeped in darkness. And the sinners of the world, those people today who are still rejecting him, you know, he loves them the same. He loves them the same that he loves each one of us. And he will love them all the way to the end. That's why it says he desires that no one should perish. The difference is they're not receiving that love. They don't get to walk in the joy and the pleasure of that love. But it doesn't change God. It doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change how he loves. And we all need to remember that we don't change how much God loves us. Whether in our moments of doing something right or doing something wrong, God loves us based on who he is. And I want to come back to where I was showing you this beautiful picture the Lord gives us to show us how our relationship with him even began. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, it says, For it is the, it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You know what he's saying? Remember how our world came to be, it was in complete darkness until God spoke light be. And he's saying, look at that picture. Think of that picture and know that was your heart. That was your heart and that was my heart. Our hearts were in complete darkness until God himself shone the light into our heart to give us the knowledge to understand that we needed Jesus Christ. Amen. And now that he's done that, he doesn't stop there. He continues the good work in us. He calls to us. He is always speaking to you so that you will know his voice and you will follow him. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it goes back to what we said that you are a completely new creation now. 
You have a new heart. You have a new spirit within you, the very spirit of God himself. Never question if you love the Lord once you've become a believer. You love the Lord. You know how I know? Because God put that heart in you and he put his spirit in you. So you love him. Don't question it. And when you read the promises in the Bible that say these are for those who love the Lord, he's talking about you. <laughs> My friend, that's not a qualifier to try to disqualify you is to let you know, hey, this is you. These promises are for you. Hallelujah. Amen. You have become a new creation. You have become an entirely new creation. As it tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17, I love this scripture. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Say become new. Say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Say, I have the heart God put in me. I have the spirit of God himself in me. Amen. That's you and that's me. And you say, but, but Charlie, if I'm, if I'm a new creation, why do I still deal with some of these old habits? Why do I still have some of these old problems? Because you know, the beautiful thing is, here you go. Here's the beautiful thing. The reason that even bothers you is because you now have a heart of God. Otherwise, it wouldn't even bother you. You wouldn't care about those sinful habits. But listen to what the Lord said right before the scripture I just read to you in verse 16. And this is from the New Living Translation because I think it just makes it so easy to understand. I love it. It says, so we have stopped evaluating others by what the world thinks about them. Once I mistakenly thought of Christ that way, as though he were merely a human being. How differently I think about him now. Do you understand what he's saying? This is, this is uh, Paul writing, who as Saul persecuted Christians, persecuted believers, because he thought Jesus was just an ordinary man. He was looking at him in the natural he was looking at him in the physical. This is just a carpenter's son from some backwoods fishing village where nothing good ever comes from. I mean, a matter of fact, aren't his brothers and sisters here with us? This is a nobody in the natural, but in the supernatural, we know Jesus is the son of God and always was. And he's saying, don't evaluate yourself that way anymore. Don't look at yourself in the natural. Don't look at the external. Look at yourself in the spirit. Look at who you have become. You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. Do you know that those old sinful habits that the Lord doesn't even see those on you anymore? They were dealt with at the cross. The Bible says that Jesus Christ became one sacrifice for sins for all time. It says that you have now been purified. And the more that we reckon ourselves that way, the more we evaluate ourselves that way and say, no, I am not this old person. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Those old habits will just die away. 
The answer is not to focus on them and try to take care of them myself, ourselves. My friend, that's like doing open heart surgery on yourself. We simply look to the Lord. We look to Jesus. We look to who he has made us. And he, just as he began this good work in us, just as he gave us salvation, he will also take care of those old things. We are transformed simply by beholding him. Hallelujah. And again, it's just as easy as following him. You know his voice. He's going to make sure you know his voice. I believe that he has given me this testimony because I have heard my brothers and sisters in the despair in their hearts when they think that they don't hear the Lord, that he doesn't talk to them. And I think that he has given me this outrageous testimony of a woman for who years didn't know who her own husband was so that I could share with you that if in that time, I could still have a relationship with the Lord. Tell me how much of that relationship was based on me. How about none? I wouldn't be married today, even, if it weren't for the steadfastness and the dedication and the commitment of my husband. I didn't know who he was. How would I have even stayed with him when I didn't know who the man was? But he knew me and he never stopped loving me. And he chose to stay with me. How much more your heavenly father who created you, who gave up his son for you, who longed and dreamt of the day you would receive his son as your savior so that he could welcome you in as his child. He had to forsake his son at the cross so that he can now declare to you, I will never, I will never, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Oh, Daddy God, we just thank you for this incredible word that you've given us today. Father, we lift up our hearts to you. We thank you for the love that you pour in, for your extravagant grace. And we thank you, Lord, for your son that you gave up for us. Lord, help us to see just how much you love us. Just how much you're with us and you're for us. Lord, help us to trust you more and more every day and to just follow you in those little footsteps. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My friend, I pray that you are blessed today and be blessed throughout your week, you and all of your loved ones. In Jesus' name, amen.